You're listening to a Glasgow Women's Library podcast. This is part of our 21 Revolutions programme, celebrating two decades of changing minds at Glasgow Women's Library. For more information on the library, our 21 Revolutions programme, or any of our other work, visit our website at womenslibrary.org.uk. Guidance by Muriel Gray It's her mother's handwriting, as familiar as the sky. She holds the envelope, turns it over and opens it. The card is thin, poor quality, one from a balked set, she guesses. Printed on the front, a sketch of a woman in a crinoline, face half-revealed, coquettish, beneath a frilled parasol. Things slide out as she opens it. The paper scraps are yellow with age. She holds them to her face and breathes in the sweet mildew aroma, the smell of childhood storybooks from damp attics and hoarded magazines tipping in piles on the staircase. She smooths them, lays them before her, drinks them in. The first. Have dinner ready, plan ahead, even the night before. Most men are hungry when they come home and the prospects of a good meal are part of the warm welcome needed. Warm welcome has been circled in spidery blue biro ink. Glance to the oven. It's in there, the bake. The bone-white fish glistening green with olive oil, nestling in shallots she soaked and she skinned. She smiles. I'm ahead of you, mother. My mother. My mother. The second. Don't greet him with complaints or problems. Don't complain if he's late for dinner. Count this as minor compared with what he might have gone through that day. Touches her watch. The present that took her by surprise, the box that was opened, the breath that was drawn, the heart that beat faster as the gift was fastened around her wrist. The third. Make him comfortable. Have him lean back in a comfortable chair or have him lie down in the bedroom. Have a cool or a warm drink ready for him. Eyes close. Leans back in the hard chair, hand moving over her throat, thinking of the bedroom, thinking of the softness to come. Eyes still closed, she sees her mother's body stiffen and defend itself as the younger she rails and spits teenage fury, cruel taunts into her face. And calm, mother was. You don't know, my love, you don't know. We were lost, she'd said. Some died, so many. Those who came home, afraid, uncertain. What strangers had they returned to? How to mend this thing, this country, this dream that had been so nearly broken forever? So you mustn't scorn, my darling daughter. My daughter, my daughter. Listen, be still. I think, was it Herbert Gray? Yes, he worried. In 1938, the breaking and the splintering, the families, the marriages, the lives. It's guidance. Nothing more, you'll remember, you'll see. Love carries duty and duty brings love. What need the younger she of guidance to obey, of instruction, constriction, submission? What need she of the shackles of passion, these men who command, these women who lay down? She'd laughed a hard bark. We'll shift and we'll move and we'll never settle beneath your command. We'll break it all over and start from the start. Your guidance is empty, remote, your shackles are broken, your duty rings hollow. We'll rage and we'll rant and we'll tear you apart. And her mother had put out a gentle hand to her daughter's flushed face, a hand that was slapped away and doors were slammed and bridges burnt. 
Her tight, shut eyes screw tighter in memory's pain. Her fingers lie still on the scraps that her mother's bent, swollen fingers have slowly, carefully harvested from her acres of paper memories, still stacked, bound with string and cherished in the room at the back. Then those years, upon years, and she feels the peril inside her that grew around the grit. And mother was true. She saw she was true. The country so scared that the cracks war had made would open to chasms, made loving its job, made guidance its duty, made kindness a task, a consensus made formal. Remembering its fight, it fought on to stay free, stability, companionship, a promise set in law, the right of all who would have it. She opens her eyes and touches the last piece from the card. A picture. Another from their wedding day, her arm and her father's. He's still handsome beneath the heavy grill of his illness, thin chest barrelled with pride. Her mother, a stove of hot joy in her suit of sky blue. Mother's smile like lightning, her guidance come good. Her daughter, her daughter, a woman devoted, a woman who married, a woman in love. The key turns softly in the lock. The room is alight, the air sweetened, her love bundles in, paper beneath an arm, car keys between teeth, a smile in the eyes that promises tales of some mischief, an observation or snippet that can't wait to be shared. The keys are laid down, the paper's laid flat, and her face is held softly and kissed like a child's. She says... Fish nearly ready and fetches a drink. She plumps up a cushion and settles to ask, How was your day? And Betty, her Betty, her Betty, her love, she laughs at the question, falls back on the sofa and kicks off her shoes. Her tights have a hole and they point and they joke and Betty pats and beckons her near and they kiss and they hold and her heart tumbles like an acrobat. Then silence as she holds her dear Betty, sucks in the scent of her hair, coconut and wind and the faint tendrils of chlorine. It was this that they meant in those words misunderstood, to be loving and kind because kindness is catching and hatred is blinding. So the charlatans lost, those liars who claimed ownership of lips upon lips, those who said God would beat on his breast, rip holes in the sky, if anyone but the chosen would dare to make lifelong promises framed in love. Bigots planted their flag and the wind tugged it to rags. And here's how it stands. Herbert's guidance come good. This, her dear love. This, her dear wife. This, till they die. I was inspired by so many things I saw in the library, but I happened to pick up this pamphlet that was guidance for marriage, and it was it was the Marriage Guidance Council. I think it was the pamphlet in the library. It was probably from the 50s, maybe even earlier from the 40s. And it was full of things that, of course, women and men would find preposterous now about how the woman should make the man comfortable when he comes home. And it seems subservient, but... I went away and thought about it and I looked into the history of the Marriage Guidance Council and I thought, this is, this is cruel, this is not true actually. There was a reason for them trying to do it. It was because war tore families apart, tore you know, society apart. And all they were trying to do in the best altruistic way was to try and find a way of rebuilding the way that a loving family operates. And the most marvellous thing about that is that the changes that have happened since then, those key values of actually be kind to each other have translated into now equal partnerships and gay marriages and so on because it's the same thing. They want to have their marriage, their love and their commitment framed in law. And I think if you look carefully and you think about the osmosis of that... 
probably it started with things like that after the war, going, actually, we do have to formalise kindness and love and gentleness and caring and stability. And it's seen as oppressive, but I thought, what if it's not? What if it's actually the ultimate conclusion of that, the unintended consequence, if you like, is the freedom for people of all sexes, of genders, of sexual orientation, to be able to frame their companionship in law. I didn't collaborate with anyone except obviously the people in the, the library to get access to this, but I'm not really a collaborative person. A lot of artists are single predators. I don't like collaboration. You want to actually be better than somebody. <laughs> so although some artists and writers in this project collaborated, there was also a feeling of competitiveness that I thought was fantastic. You know, I want my bit to be better than yours. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You know, women artists you know, and writers can be competitive as well as men, you know. I've been aware of the Women's Library for years and years. I mean, it's just the most brilliant, brilliant resource. I mean, it's the outsourcing of education support for women, you know, in literacy and in terms of access to data and um, archives has just been absolutely outstanding. It's one of the best resources. It's been a quiet resource and it really needs more publicity. I think it's wonderful. Thank you for downloading this free 21 Revolutions Glasgow Women's Library podcast. To find out more about 21 Revolutions, visit our website at womenslibrary.org.uk. There you can find out about the 21 women writers and the 21 women artists who have produced limited edition artworks available to buy from the library while stocks last. You can also find out more about what we do, why we are special and how you can support us. It's all online at womenslibrary.org.uk.